Beef. It's on the Sound Bombing 2 mixtape. And if you're not familiar with Sound Bombing 2, Sound Bombing 2 is kind of the holy grail of mixtapes. In the genre, this is Raucous Records, and, and Raucous Records was an underground hip hop conscious movement in the late 90s. And they had some fantastic artists. This is when the, the Sound Bombing 2 album, this is this is Most Def in his prime before he changed his name to Yasin Bey and started singing. This is Talib Kweli in his prime. I love Talib Kweli. I see him, every time I see him though, he's arguing with somebody on Instagram, like having these terrible arguments. Um, that's a bad look, bro. You're above that. You we, we look up to you. Your podcast is phenomenal. And your voice is, is too important to, to be involved in, in something so trivial as these arguments. You had you had Farrell Monch in his prime. Uh, Shabam Sadiq was on this album. Brand Nubian. Grand Pooba. Sadat X. Eminem was on, on the, the Sound Bomber 2 album. Bahamadia was on the album. Coco Brothers were, were on the album. Just a phenomenal piece of work you want to talk about an album where you don't have to skip through any songs it's just every song on on this joint was a banger pete rock produced on the album marley marl produced on the album you had the beat junkies mixing it evil d was all over this joint it's just the the raucous movement was fantastic and i know i don't think you can get this on itunes i'm pretty sure when they went belly up that there are all sorts of, of issues with, with raucous records. And that's the that's the sleazy part of the industry, right? You could put some some dope wax down. And then the label goes bankrupt. Or you have an issue with your contract. And it's technically not your music. So you can't you can't even produce it. And mix it yourself and get it out there. And I don't even know if you can re-record it. You might not even have access to the lyrics themselves. And and so you have all of this fantastic music that I think's on the on the raucous label that's not on iTunes and not on most platforms. I think you gotta go to YouTube to hear the Sound Bomber 2 album, but it's worth it. I actually have a bootleg copy, a CD in my car. I only have like three or four CDs. And it's stuff that I can't get on iTunes or Spotify. But a fantastic album with just talent cover to cover and, and a great listen. I was talking about that Crosstown Beef because very few things exemplify Crosstown Beef more than the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. In the last sec segment, I just talked about coaching. I basically said that Harbaugh is a better coach than Ryan Day. And I, that's not a knock on Ryan Day. He just has more experience. He built the Michigan program from nothing. So he's been spending the last decade building the Michigan program in his image. They're a much tougher team than Ohio State. And I said, as long as as long as long Coach Day's there and Harbaugh's there, Michigan has the advantage every year. I don't think they're going to win like 10 in a row because people in Columbus won't tolerate that. People in Columbus don't tolerate three lost seasons, and they're not going to tolerate losing. If Ryan Day gets blown out a third time, 
by scum in Ann Arbor next year, he's gone. He's out of there. Urban Meyer will be coming back. They'll go get Coach Vrabel out of out of Tennessee. They'll go get Lane Kiffin. They'll get they'll get somebody better to to drive that Ferrari. But from a schematic standpoint, <laughs> it's just the the schematics of that game. Michigan scored <laughs> Michigan scored five touchdowns of sixty and longer. It was inexplicable that Ohio State. When Blake Corum went down, and Blake Corum did, he did the best he could to prepare himself to play. I think we all knew that he was going to try to play, and he wasn't going to be as effective. For some reason, they thought that Michigan wasn't going to be able to run it all, and that they could play cover zero. I don't, I don't know why they did that. That doesn't make any sense. You would think that they want to keep everything in front of them without Blake Corum being there to get those seven, eight yards of carry. Really, the only way they could have lost that game is by giving J.J. McCarthy wide-open receivers to throw to. And for some reason, they decided to, to not play true safety the rest of the game. And that was odd. After the first time getting torched, you would think that they would make an adjustment. But they kept giving up these long touchdowns. And that doesn't happen if there's a safety back there. They didn't even play single deep safety. They, they played no safety at all. And then... When Michigan was trying to run the ball, they decided to put 11 in the box. So if you miss the first tackle, it's a touchdown. It's just That's just bad coaching. Um, Ohio State has the arguably the best roster and talent in the NCAA, but they don't, they don't have the coaching, they don't have the heart, and they don't have the toughness is what it is. Speaking of, of, of talented organizations and, and people that are, that are going through a rough stretch, I've said on this show repeatedly that I'm not going to use this platform to tear down other African-American men. I just, I refuse to do it. I may disagree with their politics. I may disagree with the way that they carry themselves, but I'm just not going to do it. I have what I like to call a moderate platform. We've grown a lot this year, and, and we have a lot of growth scheduled for, for 23. So I usually don't talk about, about Kanye West, uh, yay. I usually don't get into that, but I'm going to get into this because as a business person and someone who's had to deal with sexual harassment, like I've had to have that conversation with HR of one of my employees sexually harassing another one of my employees, and that's not a good conversation to have. But I'm reading from, from RollingStone.com. It's talking about the way that Kanye West ran his meetings when he was with Adidas. And this is, this is somebody... Speaking from their, their experience, I'm not presenting this as fact. I don't know if they'll go to court over this. I don't know how it will, will go down. I'm just reading the article on RollingStone.com. Quote, shortly after accepting a top position with Yeezy, a former senior employee claims they were warned by two Adidas executives about West's peculiarly passionate idiosyncrasies. The employee remembers one of these vice presidents saying, hey, just so you know, there's going to be this whole porn reference thing. A second executive saying it's going to catch you off guard the first time. I think he does it to catch people off guard. The senior employee says Wes did indeed catch Yeezy staff by surprise. He would be in a meeting and he'd be talking to you and he'd rattle off his laptop to play a porn video. The employee tells Rolling Stone. 
And he's like, I know it's uncomfortable, but I kind of need this in the background to keep me focused. One afternoon in early 2008, according to a high-ranking employee in the room, Wes sat at a bench in the back of the open Calabasas workspace he liked to call the white box for a job interview with a female candidate. The senior footwear designer was presenting a portfolio on her laptop across the table from West, recalls the employee. When West interrupted to give the designer similar advice to what the employee says West told the Yeezy staff on more than one occasion. If you ever get stuck creatively, just watch porn for 10 minutes. The woman paused, recalls the high-ranking employee attempting to continue with her presentation, only for West to continue. If you're going to be part of Yeezy, we say crazy bleep here. You got to stick with it. Keep it moving and keep creating. Throughout the job interview, the high-ranking employee claims Wes was trying to vet her to see if she would call him out on it or if she would be able to roll with it. The employee remembers Wes continuing, we create products of passion. I literally want to bleep my shoes. That's how good they are. And like I said, I use my platform to uplift, not to tear down, but I'm reporting the news. I'm not manufacturing the news. If this is accurate, I'm sure that there will be many lawsuits and court cases over this. If this is accurate, it's absolutely unacceptable behavior. And we've got to get off of of idolizing some of these people and making them our prophets and making them our gods. I don't care if you like Kanye West or not. You cannot show pornography to people in the workplace that report to you. You're opening up a huge Pandora's box, opportunity for lawsuits, things like that. There's a crowd that will say, well, he's being set up. He's being lied on. It's like Bill Cosby. Somebody's trying to silence Kanye West because they dislike his views. And I'm just, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying the whole, they're trying to make him look crazy because dot, dot, dot. If this is accurate. Like I said, if, because it's alleged, and I'm sure it will be, I'm assuming it's going to be handled in court at some point. Adidas is not going to have any choice but to look into this. But if that's how you behave, that, that shows a lot about your personal character. I don't, I don't care if he watches porn or likes porn or, or what he's doing with his wife, whatever gets him, ex-wife, whatever gets him stimulated sexually is really none of my business. But bringing that into the workplace, springing down an interview and creating a culture that if you're in with us, if you're down with us, you need to be subjected to those things. I don't like it. Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. The Lance J Radio Network is now on WWE 
1100 a.m. weekdays from 3 to 4 p.m. I've been wanting to get into the Atlanta market for a long time. Listen to me and the rest of the ticket talk sports, politics, healthcare, as DJ Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad, shines on the wheels of steel playing the best in classic hip-hop. Catch the show live or download the iHeartRadio application. And Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your six, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? Woo! We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. James Lewis. My, my nephew, Bryce, who just turned nine, he beats the brakes off of me at FIFA. He's a soccer player. My, my nephews, Tristan and Bryce, are soccer players up in Cleveland. And every time I see them, we whip out the Nintendo Switch. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad. It was talking smack to me. And I started to say, I was like, look, Bryce, man, you're, you're eight years old. We're about to take this outside and settle it like men. If you keep talking smack. Things get heated. In, in, in battle on the sticks, as we used to call them. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.